guys, welcome back. Sorry. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's Asha here and Cass. Cassia. Oh, <laughs> both of us. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say a huge thank you, everyone, for last week's episode response. It was huge. I really did not expect that. So that's awesome. I'm so glad everyone enjoyed it. We are kind of taking a different approach today. Um, this is probably the direction I more wanted to hang in, but we're definitely going to do it true to ourselves. Yeah, we will do more funny kind of pilling the piss style episodes, but today we are going to be talking a bit about mental health. Specifically. That big D, the big D word. <laughs> that big D energy. Depression. Ah. ah. <laughs> so just would like to issue a bit of a trigger warning, I guess. Almost We've- like a disclaimer. Like- yeah, just... We will be talking about... Viewer discretion is advised. Yeah, a bit about, um, yeah, mental health, self-harm maybe, suicide, all that fun stuff. Yeah, um, so if you're someone that is likely to be triggered by any of this or get offended, like, that's so fun. This might not be the episode for you. Just hop right off. Yeah, hop right off now. Um, we'll be back next week with something a bit more lighthearted, I'm sure. Yeah, and also, disclaimer, we're not mental health professionals yeah either. i know it may come across that way i don't think anyone listens to <laughs> these podcasts and goes oh they sound like they have a phd in psychiatry <laughs> i don't think anyone thinks that at all and but just yeah. in case yeah just in case you did think that this is all just from personal experience and what we've learned and that being said we're not talking down on anyone basically i still sit in my wardrobe sometimes to block out the outside world i cried in my shower yesterday yeah And because the thought of recording this episode was so unbearable to me because my motivation's that shit. Yeah. So let's get into it. So what has been your experience with depression? Um, I reckon I first like seriously was like, oh, I think this is not right. Um, was when I was about 13 or 14, like super, super young. Mm -hmm. And I just remember feeling really hopeless yeah um and it kind of just stayed that way during high school for a lot of it and a lot of it for me was triggered by anxiety issues and having a borderline personality disorder Um, and as I grew into an adult it kind of developed into really low motivation levels um really second guessing everything about my life but at the same time being very careless about everything in my life um so yeah i have seen therapists, that's helped. I have really, I guess I just decided I hate this, hate the way my life's going and I want to fucking change it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, med- I'm medicated now and I have changed my lifestyle up incredibly to combat that. Yeah. Yeah, tell me about yours. Um, yeah, mine kind of started when I was around like 13, 14 as well, which I think is a really difficult age for most people just because like you yeah. know you're in school you don't really know who you are or what you want to do so and you're expected to make all these yeah like, exactly choices and you're and kind of be forced someone. to do the same thing every day but you don't really know who you are and everyone else is going through the same thing so everyone's being kind of rude to each other yeah so that's probably why it's so common for them but yeah started when I was then I was kind of forced into a lifestyle which wasn't true to me which was the surfing that I was doing I didn't know any better, so I just kind of went along with it, but it wasn't who I really was. It then 
progressed and got really bad when I was around like 18 because I stopped surfing and I kind of had this identity crisis and I like didn't know who I was or what I wanted to do and I fell out with my mum really bad and had a really bad relationship there for a bit. Shout out mum, love you now. Um, only now though. Only now, no. I loved her always. <laughs> um, and then went, had some really intense like suicide attempts and suicidal thoughts. Yeah, honestly, it's not, it's never as bad as it used to be when I was younger. Like I haven't been suicidal in a good couple of years, which I, honest to God, never thought I'd be able to say. Like, I feel like that was a very, that was during like the high school phase of my life. And I was into a lot of different things. And I was into skinny jeans and screamo music and wanting to kill myself. So, (laughs) so that was that. So I put that to the side. We grow from that. Come out of that the other end. Now, thanks to therapy, medication and making a lot of changes. But, yeah, it's funny to look back on because I feel like looking back on it, I was such a different person then to who I am now just purely because I didn't know how to handle my emotions or process what I was feeling. So I would act out, you know, on myself, whether that was like self-harming or binge eating or binge spending or just being a dickhead in general. Or I would just be a fucking bitch to other people because – that made me feel better. Me. She was a bitch to me. Oh, I was a bitch to everyone because it made me feel better. And then it's hard because you look back at that and you think, wow, that's not who I am now. But just something I learned is just because you don't like who you used to be doesn't mean you can be not guilty to your actions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's it. You still did it. Yeah. Like it, you still impacted me. Yeah, it's a bit you like your to... internet bill. It's always going to have your name on it. A hard thing has been coming to terms with that and accepting that, yeah, I did those things. I used to be a shitty person. I did some shitty things to myself as well. Mm-hmm. And we are here now and just have to learn and grow from it, basically. So that's is that all the heavy stuff out of the way? The real shitty, sad stuff? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Being depressed is hard because it's really deceptive. Like when you're there and you're in that mindset and you're having like a depressive episode, you always think like, this is how I'm going to be for the rest of my life. Oh, it's such you know like a, I mean? yeah, your brain fully tells you like, oh, I was just lying to myself when I was happy. This yeah, is how I, I was always am. fine. Yeah. And this is how it's always going to be. But the flip side of that is like when you're happy, you're like, oh, I was never really sad. Yeah, you can realise This you was can always fine. afterwards. Yeah. Like I always think every time I get like a new like, what would you call it? Like bout of depression, I guess. I'm always like, this is the worst it's ever been. Like this is a whole new type of depression. Like yeah. I should see a scientist because like I'm fucking hopeless right now. <laughs> I should go see a psychiatrist. I should like, be a medical study. Literally. Like, <laughs> am I better than everyone? Yeah. <laughs> like, the TikTok, am I? Yeah. Better yeah. Than and then I come out of it and I'm like, oh, wait, it's just that thing that happens two to three times a year. And then I laugh because we all have our hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> And another hard thing with it is people, there's always like people or boomers out there who are like, oh, you're just depressed because you eat too many hamburgers and you don't exercise Um, or like you need to meditate or go for a walk on the beach. Like I have done and I still do those things and I'm still fucking depressed a lot of the time. Like those things help, but they aren't the reason for someone being depressed and it's off-putting because honestly, I feel like for me, it makes me not want to try to get better when people say that stuff. Because it makes it feel like it's your fault. Well, yeah, it just makes me feel hopeless. Yeah. So hopeless. And that's it. I've been at the point where I've done everything. I'm like working out. I'm getting out of the house. I'm super high functioning and I'm still just like miserable. 
Yeah, it's impossible for it to be your fault because when you're depressed, your view of everything is literally obscured. It's and you've got no motivation to do anything at all. Like that's literally one of the symptoms is not having motivation to do anything. Feels like you literally can't do anything. Like debilitated. Yeah, it's like a light switch for your energy and motivation is just off. It just goes like, hey, Siri, please turn off the will to live in the lounge room. And she's like, sure, Cass, your will to live is gone. And also you're scared to open your emails today. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me how you started hiding in your closet, Cass. Tell me about this story. I was living, it was when I was living on the Gold Coast. Yeah. And I think that was the worst my depression got. I was binge eating a lot to kind of self-harm. I was, I think I'd finished school and I was like, I'd kind of come to the realisation that I wasn't going to do any good in surfing and I didn't really care because I didn't love it mm-hmm. and I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. So pretty much locking myself in my wardrobe to avoid the outside world. Nice. Yeah. That seems nice. productive. It was sweaty. I was like a bear coming out of hibernation except the bear was a girl with acne and the cave was my sweaty wardrobe. <laughs> That filled with junk food wrappers. It's such a visual. Yeah. <laughs> it was horrible. And I had to move home and I was really embarrassed that I couldn't live on the Gold Coast because everyone was like, it's my dream. I want to live there so bad. And I was like, cool. I lived there and I wanted to kill myself. It's not embarrassing. No, and it's not. And I can laugh about it now because I've healed from that. And for me, humor is like one of the best coping mechanisms. Oh my God, it's number one. It's so important to be able to laugh at things and yeah. joke about things. Definitely. Like having um, a sister who's attempted suicide on numerous occasions, I – this is sounds can sound quite cruel, but I'm, I make jokes about it and I find that my best coping mechanism and I just feel like when you laugh about things, it's the best way to heal from it. It definitely is. And that's kind of why we wanted to talk about it today, I guess, is because – you know, mental health is so spoken about this day and age and it's yeah. great, but so there's good. still a fucking stigma around it, which it's- baffles me because I'm like, I feel like every second person is on antidepressants or yeah. has been through something. Or they're like, you can't talk about that. You can't say that. That's inappropriate. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck you. I deal with this every day. That's fucking inappropriate. I just feel it's really important to be able to make light of a dark situation. Obviously, provided you're okay with that and you're not offending anyone, but... I just feel like, yeah, I'll laugh at anything. Any, like, you can say anything about me to me and I'll I'll find a way to make it a joke about yeah. myself because yeah. if you can't laugh at yourself, like, you're just going to have a not very good time. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. It's going to get boring. Cass, what have you done that was, like, a huge turning point for you in like starting to get better and just igniting that change yeah I think the first thing is obviously realizing that you have a problem like yeah I I mean I knew I had a problem when I was like sitting in my wardrobe but I didn't think that it could get better I was just like no this is just my personality like this is just a quirky little trait this is just a little thing that I do like (laughs) party trick yeah it's a little party trick we don't need to talk about that it's realizing that that is a problem and you need to get help for that I think the biggest thing for me was seeing a therapist and therapy is really hard because it's kind of like medication you gotta just try a few go you know it's like finding an insurance person like you just got to google them read some reviews give them a call and they might be like oh we don't have any appointments and you're like well cool I'll just go die then 
you just got to keep trying. And I also think when you're depressed, getting a therapist and organizing that seems a lot harder than it is because you convince yourself everything's too hard. Yeah. It's not. That's the good news is that... Go talk to your GP. That'll be able Get a help. mental health care plan. Fucking just go online even, worst case. But... Yeah, found a therapist after like six years of trying and I saw, I've been seeing her for like the past three years now. Changed my shit. I literally go, shout out Dawn, I go out at night when I'm drunk and I literally tell people about her and try to sell her like business cards because she changed my life. I did not ever think there would be a point in my life where I didn't wake up and fantasize about the end of my life. And now here I am, which is fucking great. It's amazing. It's amazing. Another thing that really helps is obviously I think diet and exercise is so important. I think everyone knows that, you know, eat a healthy diet, a balanced yeah. diet, get your exercise in. Exercise is great. Just it, fucking do it. It helps give you a fighting chance. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, medication also. Again, a lot of trial and error there. And a lot of stigma. A lot of stigma. That's what, what else I'm also really baffled about is that although it's so spoken about now, there's still this massive stigma around medication antidepressants and people like, I don't want to lose my sparkle or like... Not even that. I feel like it's the boomer generation. They're like, oh, you know, they're just trying to get your money. Oh, it's just not healthy. I just don't want to be reliant on drugs. They don't want to be reliant. That's it. And I'm like, do you take multivitamins every day? Yes, you're reliant on them too. The exact same thing. Yeah. I think nearly all my friends are on antidepressants or have been on antidepressants. But it's literally a chemical imbalance, you know. It's like getting someone with cancer and driving them to a meditation retreat and saying, you can fix this if you just, like, meditate and don't eat dairy and meat and you, like, exercise 30 minutes a day and do hit, your cancer will go away. No, it's not going to go away. It might alleviate some symptoms of mental health. Not yep. cancer. Yeah. People, yeah, they will stop taking their meds because of that and then go on a, co- a week-long coke bender and be like, this is who I am. Like, I'm not going to take my meds. This is the real me. Take them. Take them. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. There is no shame in the medication game. Yeah. None at all. I, I mean, I obviously think growing into myself and finding my own path in life as I got older um again which is probably why it's so common in younger people because you don't know who you are and what you want to do and you're still growing into yourself and having all these realizations but growing into myself and finding that path has definitely been a massive thing that being said like I need routine I need routine like I need like a consistent exercise diet um healthy amount of like socializing and start small you know if you can't get out of the bed and you're locking yourself in the cupboard your daily goal is to have a shower and make your bed and that's it. And then lock yourself in your cupboard. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and then slowly when that starts to feel achievable, level it up. Yeah. Maybe we're only doing half an hour in the closet today. That's cool. And you need to work out your own way of doing it. And don't beat yourself up for things as well. Give yourself some credit, you know. Like if you did lock yourself in your wardrobe today, it's not the end of the world. The sun will rise tomorrow and we will try again. Yep. As long as you're learning from your fallbacks and your mistakes and you're trying to better them, that's all you can do. Mm. Don't dwell on it and beat yourself up. A really good lesson that I learned lately was not to indulge um, those life-ending thoughts. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm only human. I, I still get them sometimes. Um, but, yeah, the biggest thing has been not indulging them. So... You know, when I feel like I'm getting thoughts of suicide, I don't sit there and think about 
how I would do it and would I write a note and what would other people do. I kind of just accept it. I say, okay, I'm thinking about this and, but I don't invite it in. It's like if someone's knocking at your door, if you've got an annoying neighbor who comes over every Saturday and knocks at your door, if you invite them in, say, oh yeah, come in, they're going to keep coming. But if you kind of say, oh, hi, don't like, don't come in. I'm busy. I can't, no thanks. And you shut them out. They're not going to keep hustling you because you haven't given that time and energy. If you don't give to something grow. energy, it's not go- it won't matter. Yeah, that has been the biggest thing. And it's hard sometimes because like I love listening to sad music when I'm sad. It oh, feels yeah. good when Lana you're Del Rey when you're sad. Oh, in the bath, amplifier. It feels yeah. fucking great. And sometimes that is a healthy thing. Sometimes you need to have a cry. But, you know, when you're having life-ending thoughts, it's it's really hard to learn, but you got to change your thought process and just try to not indulge them. That's what's worked for me anyway, and I found that really helpful. Um, what's some things that have helped you, Ash? Huge one for me was learning I do not mix with alcohol or drugs at all. Mm. It's, it's not for me. It Sure, getting drunk's fun, having a night out with your friends is fun, but the toll it takes on me the next day sends me into pits of despair and you know, anxiety, of course. Oh, yeah. We didn't record on Sunday purely because we both had a big night, first big night in months, and yeah. the anxiety was so real. I, Yeah, I think staying away from alcohol and, like, any substances as much as you possibly can I think just is crucial. Depression and alcohol do not mix. No, <laughs> I'm not at all. You're going to make it worse. It's a depressant in itself. Yeah. If you're taking uppers, you're going to feel great for that night and the next day your pleasure receptors are going to be absolutely fucked. Just totally depleted. Totally depleted. You're not yeah. going to be able to absorb oxytocin or serotonin how you're supposed to be doing it and you're going to feel like crap for days at least, if not longer. Yeah, I think every time I had attempted suicide, I was at least a bit drunk. Yeah. Just because your inhibition's down and you're like, you know what, I don't give a shit right now. Let's go. Dutch courage. Yeah. And um, yeah. It's true though. Like, it, honestly, is, it, it is. It is. And then the next morning I'm like, holy fuck. Like I'm so fucking glad that didn't work. I also think I can drink drive to the kebab shop when I'm drunk. Uh, throwback to Saturday night. Yeah. Cassia trying to t- explain to me that she could drive us back into town to the kebab shop. Town flooded with police because schoolies is on. But that's the thing. Alcohol, it completely lowers your inhibitions. You cannot think clearly. Therefore, it does not mix well with depression or life-ending thoughts. To clarify, I advise strongly against driving to the kebab I, shop. I didn't do it. It did not I happen. Didn't do we it. made home pizzas with wraps and went to bed. Yeah. But yeah, that's a huge one. And it doesn't mean you have to miss out on fun nights with your friends. You know, you can still go out. You can still have maybe a glass if you're up to it, but work your way up to that. Before that, have soda waters. There's nothing wrong with that. You learn to have fun without mm, alcohol. There's ways to combat it, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I, uh, I feel like having like a passion or a creative outlet is mm-hmm. massive and it's so not spoken about. Like I feel like yeah, totally. we're stuck in this grind culture where it's like everything you do has to be profitable. Yeah. Everything you do. You have you to do. work five days a week and. And work out and socialize and, yeah. and have a, you know, a career ahead of you and stuff. Sometimes you, there's things you do just because they're fun and they lead to nothing. You might really like drawing pictures of dicks well okay that and if so do it 
Do it all day. Express that. Or Whatever maybe, makes you, maybe happy, you can play an instrument or you're yeah. an artist or you want to start a podcast maybe. Maybe you want to start a podcast. It's a maybe hobby. Maybe you like photography. Maybe you want to surf. Sorry, Cass. I know you hate surfing. But <laughs> no. it doesn't matter as long as you have an outlet and, yeah. of something that leads to nothing and it's pointless fun because at the end yeah, of the exactly. day, that's you getting in touch with your inner child. Exactly. You. It gives you something to do. What's that saying? The idle mind is the devil's playground. 100%. That is the truest fucking thing I have ever heard. Like, yeah. honestly, stay busy. Keep doing things. Do things you enjoy. Like, for me, this podcast... It, I don't even know if we get many listeners, but it has been so therapeutic for me to have a creative outlet where I can voice my thoughts and edit and do something. You know, Ash does her photography and her modelling is her creative outlet. It doesn't have to lead to something, but it gives you a sense of purpose and a sense of self and just a identity. way of expressing yourself. Yeah, exactly. it gives you identity. You know, yeah, you're not sitting alone where you have time to think about the meaning of life and yeah. are you important and all the other fucking In my thoughts. spare time, I'm always looking up inspiration for new things I want to take photos of, new poses I like, new just things that inspire me to some degree. Yeah. Or I'm watching comedy videos on YouTube to find funny things to say on here because yeah. <laughs> I am not naturally as funny as Cassie is. Thanks. Yeah. I guess my final thought would be it's – a lot easier to stay sad and, oh, yeah. to, you know, lay in your sweaty bed than it is to force yourself to get up and keep trying every day. And I totally understand that. Like I said, I've, I've, I've wasted a lot of my life yeah. doing that and I didn't ever think I would get to a place where I didn't want to die. Um, but And it's hard. It's really hard and you have to force yourself and you have to fake it. But it is worth it ultimately in the end. And I think you have to remember, like, everyone's just trying their best. and Everyone's trying their best. Like, everything. This was a real game changer for me. Um, After an incident where my dog died, one of my girlfriends said to me, she just said, you know what, with everything, good and bad, this will pass. It, do- it does. The best times in your life are not going to last forever, but the worst times Neither won't the either. the worst ones. You know, it's so transient. It ebbs and flows, and you've just got to hang mm-hmm. in there for the ebbs and – Deal with the lows. Yeah, no, that's so true. Deal with the lows. Deal with the lows. That's so true. But and sometimes hitting rock bottom can be good as well. Because yeah, you go, you go up. You because you, you go up again and you change things because you hit rock bottom for a reason. You go, okay, this isn't working. Rock anymore. bottom's a good thing sometimes. It means something wasn't working for you, and that's been a really good thing to learn as well. Yeah. So yeah, I guess final thoughts would be give yourself some credit. You've been through a lot. If you're listening to this, <laughs> you've been through a lot. No, but yeah, you've been through a lot. In like, everyone's Zoe. been, everyone's been through a lot. Everyone's been through something. We're all just doing our best. Honestly, we're all just trying to fucking better ourselves each day. Yeah, sounding a bit lame right now. A bit cringy, but a bit cringy. No homo. <laughs> no homo. No homo at all. Just keep doing your best. Keep trying. It does get better. If I can get better, I think anyone can get better. Yeah, that would be my final thoughts. Anything, yeah. Ash? Um, I guess I'm sorry this wasn't the funniest episode ever, yeah. but this is definitely the direction I want. I want to take. Like, I just feel like, oh, I just feel like a lot of the time people kind of feel uncomfortable talking about their own personal experience with mental health, mm-hmm. and I just love how open, especially you are. I love, I love talking <coughs> about it because I feel like it was a different lifetime for me because I'm yeah. so, I'm genuinely, genuinely happy now yeah like I'm content with my life and yeah. I never thought that could be a thing and just remember like you'll have steps back oh yeah and there's always going to be step backs yeah. and 
I think one of my surf coaches taught me a really good analogy. I got to the beach one morning and he started throwing like these rubber balls at me. There were two of them. So he threw one at me and I caught it and then he threw another one at me and I caught it and then he's like, okay, throw them back. So I threw them back and then he threw another one at me and then just ditched the next one at me. I was like, what the fuck? It's not very nice. And he was like, throw me the other one back. And I was like, okay. And then he just threw it back to me again. I was like, but the one's on the floor still. And he was like, just keep going. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, don't focus on the on the one that you dropped. Just keep going. It's going to keep going. Don't focus on the one you dropped. Do you get it? Because that was life. Life is a rubber ball. And I was like, holy fuck, that was deep. Like, <laughs> Was that Rob? No, it was Richo. Who's Richo? My surf coach. Oh. Um, yeah, and I just thought... It probably sounds stupid to anyone else, but it was a really good analogy. Is that like yeah, you there's always on... you're always gonna have fallbacks, you're always gonna have like bumps, but it's just about how quick you can get back up. Shit keeps going. You've got to be resilient. You've got to bet on yourself. Trust yourself. Yeah, you're so much stronger than you ever know. Okay, guys, we are keeping it short and sweet today. Again, As per usual, like a lot of things in my life. <laughs> yeah, I know. Fuck, I swear one day we're going to do an episode that's longer than 20 minutes. But... I think it's good because it doesn't get boring that way. True. Mm. Mm. So we hope you enjoy getting dicked down by depression with us. Yeah. It's a, it's a lifelong thing. I was very ambivalent to – not ambivalent. I was very apprehensive. Apprehensive. To come on here and talk about it. So if you notice me being very quiet, that is why – um, I just think Cass has a lot more experience with this sort of stuff. I'm definitely more experienced with anxiety and borderline personality disorder. Which we can go into. We could definitely go into that if that's something everyone wants to hear. But if not, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough, boy. We will be back with a more funny kind of piss pool episode next week. Yeah. We're thinking surfers. We're thinking surfers. Anyway, we'll, we'll let you guys decide. Let us know what you think, what you want to see. And we will talk to you soon. Bye. And we'll hit you with an outro wrap. Oh, fuck. Should I spit a bit this time? Maybe we'll just hit them with the outro music this time. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, guys. We'll save that wrap for next time. Don't want to do that to you. No, it feels a bit wrong to talk about, like, wanting to die and then making a wrap. Or would that be a good spin? You got depression? You suicidal? Why? You suicidal? You suicidal? That's it. And that's all you're going to get. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye.